the biggest uh, topic on our agenda here, Serps, is the fact that the Victorian clubs uh, are there. They're all up in their respective hubs, those two teams included. It's just a weird and wacky situation. This is probably the most unforeseen and random round of football we've ever had, I think, ever. It's extraordinary, Fryzy. It's it's certainly something that will be written in a AFL textbook or almanac, whatever you prefer. It's going to be in the history books for a very, very long period of time. I mean, this time last week, we were talking about all the Victorian clubs having to leave their homes, all of those players and That's coaching right. staff, all in those areas that were in the hot spots, all the hot postcodes here in Victoria that were considered COVID areas of, of high risk. Mm-hmm. All of those coaches, staff and players had to leave those areas before midnight. And now we are in a complete lockdown here in Victoria, which means that all of the 10 Victorian clubs are now in hubs in different states. So you've got the Saints and the Blues. They are in Noosa, Fryzy. Can you believe that? The Sunshine Coach. And I'm I'm as difficult as a time it is. There's got to be an aspect of it that they're quite enjoying that. I mean... It's uh, it's a perfect time of year to be up there for a holiday, as it is. So, to a to a small extent, there might be uh, there might be some very uh, satisfied young lads in those squads. We got the Tigers, our mob, the Bombers. We got the Dogs and the Kangaroos. They're going to be on the Gold Coast. And Fryzy, I've been waiting to say this for a very, very long time. Well, it took the AFL fifteen years, but they finally sent North Melbourne to the Gold Coast. That's right. That's right. Look, there was uh, there was once a stage where they were very close to doing it permanently. So, look, um, it's it's almost appropriate that it's ended up. Uh, like this for them. And of course, with Essendon being one of their biggest rivals, they just happen to be facing them first up on Saturday night. So we have a situation where where no one's playing at their true home ground. Um, you've got Victorian teams playing each other interstate. It's just a, it's a situation that you otherwise would have never seen. It is absolutely phenomenal, Fryzy. And to the other teams that have had to travel interstate in their new hubs, Hawthorne, Collingwood, Melbourne and Geelong are now in New South Wales for round six. And as for the rest of the competition, West Coast, Fremantle and Adelaide will finally play a game in their home state starting from round seven. So they are still not in their home states as we speak. The power will stay in Queensland for their next two games. So everyone is everywhere in their different (laughs) non-home states. (laughs) They really are. It's almost impossible to keep track of who is where because they're sort of, you've got a couple here and four over here and it's, um, it's just, you know, take, take a number sort of thing. Who's next? And, you know, you might be here this week and where are you going to be next week? Well, who the hell really knows? It's very, very unclear, very, very murky waters indeed, which takes me to my next point, Fryzy, about the grand final. The final game, which we usually would say is in September, recently October, now possibly late November. Who knows? It could be the last weekend in November, and it could, it could possibly be in a different state, Fryzy. How about that? I mean, the change of location is enough to take in as it is, but who would have ever thought we might have... The grand final and Christmas a month apart. I mean, it just, um, it's unheard of really. And I suppose, as you say, sir, that's all, that's all the chatter at the moment mm. is where is this grand final going to be? We're probably not any closer to knowing yet um, until we get, you know, closer to the date and crowd attendance has become a, a topic uh, and probably that comes down to the teams that are in it as well. 
Oh, for sure. It, it definitely will play a big part in that. Sydney's ANZ Stadium has reportedly emerged as the front runner to host the 2020 Grand Final, which is unbelievable when you think about the context of this stadium. We were talking a couple of years back, Fryzy, of this stadium potentially being ripped down. The wow, yes. The spectacle of sport being played there, the actual surface itself of the ground was a little bit wacky. And not to mention just some of the spectacles that we had there. So it's it's obviously that ground was made for the Olympics all those years ago, 20 years ago. It, it sure it, was incredible. And I, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Serp. I, I do recall some of the earliest days of in the ballpark and there were... There was an episode or two there where I think at the time that stadium was coming to the end of its football lifespan. And I think it was right in the midst of waves and waves of criticism for that surface, as you mentioned. Um, so remarkable to think that they're, they're floating that up as a, as a real contender. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Frizy, but was that the ground where Jared Roughhead fell out of the field of play and into what looked like a pretty nasty bolt? A concrete bolt, yes. It was, it was much talked about that because I don't think uh, it ended too well for him, obviously. And that was probably, you might say, the beginning of the end for that stadium, if I recall. The, the ground, however, it can fit 75,000. So not quite MCG level of attendances, but probably mm-hmm. a lot bigger than the other stadium that is at the moment being touted as another possibility being uh, Optus Stadium over in Perth that can hold 60,000. Obviously, uh, that yes. ground is a lot newer. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's state-of-the-art and the, the light shows that they do there are, are pretty, pretty impressive if we're, For thinking, sure. if we're thinking about a night grand final. But you do remember that final, I think it was back in 2016, it might have been the qualifying final and Sydney were playing the Giants there and they got quite a bumper crowd and there might have been about 60,000 for us. Yeah, that's, that's right. I noticed, it, it's funny you say that, I'd say probably in the last decade, even 10 to 15, I think, I think the Swans have played most of their, their major finals their home finals there and they generally always fill the place out so look i can see why it's an attraction with the extra seating capacity there's no doubt uh they've got it firmly in the conversation this this topic is probably going to be the, the most fascinating one over the next few months between now and the end to see uh to see which way they go and why oh for sure and even queensland sport minister kate jones launched her state's bid as well so it seems like a lot of different states are thinking this could be a massive revenue booster for them if they can mm-hmm. host the grand final. Because as you know, in Victoria, we get our own public holiday for the grand final parade. So it's almost like a three-day weekend. And well, let's face it, for the clubs and the supporters that end up winning the grand final, it's a couple of months worth of public holidays, or at least for them. Oh, it is. A it couple is. of if cities in that mix. If your team, if your team happens to win, I think uh, I think you'd be taking minimum a week off work. 